All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to a May 17th edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Tyler Yurumchuk and Mike McKenna with you. And Mike, at first I thought, you know what? A Monday with no games, that's good. It gives us a chance to reset and recover and rest up from a long round one. But as five o'clock mountain time rolled around for me, I kind of was sitting there just twiddling my thumbs going, all right, I kind of wish there was games tonight. <laughs> that's, the, that's what it's like to be young and, and not have kids and not have a ton yeah. of responsibilities in the kitchen and the yard and all these things that come along. Yeah. I envy you, Tyler. I, those days are long gone for me, but I am excited to watch the second round open up this evening. It'll be fantastic. Before we get into our topics today, some news this morning. The Selkie finalists were announced today. Elias Lindholm, Alexander Barkov, and for an 11th straight season, Patrice Bergeron is a Selkie finalist. And Mike, if I had to guess, I think Bergeron might have this one locked up this year. Yeah, it's a lock. I mean, this is as mortal of a lock as it's gets. Like, there are good defensive players in the league, but his advanced yeah. metrics, his regular metrics, they all lead towards him winning yet again. So um, they might as well print the plaque, I guess, eh? Yeah, just get it out of the way. All right, let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and dig into what gets going tonight in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the Battle of Florida. Uh, these two teams met a couple of seasons ago, and it was a nasty, nasty series, Mike. Um, I'm expecting more of the same in this one. These two split the season series. As you can see, the head-to-head numbers here, so, or sorry, the numbers so far for these two sides in the playoffs. There's a few things that jump out the page, jump off the page to me, Mike. But for you, what are some X factors for either side in this series? You know, the easy one is who's going to win the goalie battle. 
And I mean, you look at Vasilevsky, who I didn't think was very sharp for a great majority of the first round against Toronto and Bobrovsky, who was good enough. Who's going to come out on top there? Um, but I think beyond that, a lot of this is this series will be determined by which team stays out of the box better. I mean, Tampa Bay absolutely thrives on the power play, especially Kucherov, Stamkos. If you let them get revved up like you're. You're tempting fate that way. So I think Florida is going to have to be really disciplined. But you also look deeper in the lineup here, Tyler. I really am looking forward to the matchup of Anthony Sorelli of the Lightning against Barkov of the Panthers. I think those two centermen going head to head, the probably the most responsible def- uh, centermen for both of these clubs, it's really going to be a determining factor. Can Sorelli shut down Alexander Barkov? To me, Tyler, I think that's really the key of it. And then, yes. The goalies are going to be a factor. Will we see the real Andre Vasilevsky that we saw in game seven from round one? And will we see Sergei Bobrovsky be able to take his game back up to that next level and get a win against their in-state rivals? Yeah, goaltending obviously going to have a huge impact on not just this series, but every second round series. For me, two things that stand up. It's that big goose egg for the power play on the Florida Panthers. Not a single power play goal in their series against the Washington Capitals. I think that series could have ended in five games, probably, if they did get something going with the power play. So much talk about, you know, Giroux was brought over. Ekblad was out. Just a lot of pieces coming in and out of that top power play unit. They haven't been able to find any sort of a rhythm here. This is what they're lined up with tonight, though, on that top power play unit. They got to get it going with the man advantage if they're going to win this series. I know five on five play is huge come playoff time, but getting a clutch goal with your power play, that can often be the difference in a tight playoff game. For Tampa Bay, my X factor, it's going to be the health of Braden Point. I know their, their forward group is incredibly deep, but again, I think the margins in this series are razor thin. The difference, and listen, Nick Paul had a fantastic game seven, that he was great. But the difference between Point and Paul on your second line and the way it shuffles everyone else down the lineup, that's a big, big difference. So the health of Braden Point, he's listed as day-to-day right now. Who knows what the truth is when it comes to injuries in the playoffs? But whether or not Point plays a significant amount of this series, I think that's a big difference maker as well. I agree with you. And that's where, you know, points to me, the most dynamic player on the lightning. If you want somebody to grab the puck and go score a goal for you, if you need that, he's the guy you're looking at on the Tampa Bay lightning. So if he's out of the series, it's a big difference maker, but the lightning have done it before without having key elements. We saw him win a Stanley cup with, without Steven Stamkos previously. So um, I'm sure there's concern, but I think there's also confidence in the Tampa Bay room. The other series that gets going tonight is the Avs and the Blues. Eight days off for the Avs. I think five or six days off for the Blues. Game one gets going tonight. And Mike, I want to throw up your bracket for a little bit and give you a little bit of love. You went a perfect 8-0 and oh in round one. You have the second round nailed right down to the matchup. But you weren't the only one on our daily face-off staff to go a perfect 8-0. and oh. Chris Peters, a prospect analyst, he also went a perfect 8-0. and oh. You guys are different on, or on every single matchup in round two as well. So that'll be fascinating to see who's holding on to the top spot in the leaderboard or if someone maybe ends up down towards last place with me because I only nailed five of the series in round one. Uh, but what I want to focus on here, Mike, is the fact you were the only one on our staff to pick the St. Louis Blues over the Colorado Avalanche. Give me your case. Give me the sell job. How are the St. Louis Blues going to win this series? What it isn't is a, it's not just a gut feeling or the fact that I'm from St. Louis. Like this is not a fan pick whatsoever. I look at how St. Louis played down the stretch and they were outstanding. I mean, they went on that almost, it felt like it was almost two dozen games that they got a point in every game. Like it was well into the mid teens. And 
I thought St. Louis played a really hard series against Minnesota where they learned some lessons and learned how to play the type of defensive hockey you need to to win games. They were better in the second half of it. And when I look at Colorado, I still think about a team that lost to Vegas in six games last year because they couldn't match the intensity and the speed of Vegas on the rush. Well, guess what St. Louis does really well? They play really well on the rush, Tyler. And that concerns me about Colorado, despite the fact that they have been, to me, undisputedly the top two team in the league, maybe the best team in terms of special of defensive depth when compared to Florida. So when I look at this series, I wonder how that top matchup is going to go. Ryan O'Reilly against Nathan McKinnon. That's a key to this game. And I think, Tyler, this is going to be one in the third line and it's going to be one in neutral zone. All right. You look at Saad, Barbashev, Kairou for St. Louis. They're going to be going up against Burkowski, Comfort, and Obey Kubel. I think that tips in St. Louis's favor. So neutral zone, whichever team can slow down their opponent and keep them off the rush is going to be key for this because both clubs are great on the power play. St. Louis is a little stronger killing, but I think special teams will be a wash. And I think goaltending, Bennington's played well. I think that that's a wash. This is going to be a neutral zone series. It's going to be a depth series. And we'll see. I I just got a feeling. Six for St. Louis. Tell me why you think Colorado is going to wax them. I mean, I don't think Colorado is necessarily going to wax them. I think I had them winning this series in six games. I just think the firepower is there. You mentioned, uh, you know, the Blues learning some tough lessons in round one against Minnesota. I like to think this Colorado team maybe learned some tough lessons last year when they were bounced by the Vegas Golden Knights and they had those big Stanley Cup aspirations. So it'll be really tight. Like I said, abs in six and I'm kind of sitting here going, maybe I should have said seven. Maybe I didn't give the St. Louis Blues enough love, but game one there gets going tonight. Uh, Another thing I wanted to chat with you, back in round one, there were just some fantastic individual performances. You look at what Connor McDavid was able to do for the Edmonton Oilers and the way he carried them through games six and seven, putting up a remarkable 14 points in seven games. Mike, he's just the second player in NHL history to have six multi-point games in a single playoff series. Carter Verhage fueled off that big five-point night that the Panthers desperately needed. He's second in playoff scoring. And even though his team didn't win the series, Jake Ottinger was just out of his mind between the pipes. Those are really sort of, we could call them the three stars of the first round, the three candidates if there was a first round MVP pick. My question for you, who is your round two MVP pick? Well, if we were talking about off-ice performances in Los Angeles, Tyler, you would be the first star. You would be the MVP. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Boy, we had a good time out there in that first round series, Edmonton versus LA. But my pick is going to be Adam Fox. And reason being is I have the Rangers getting past the Carolina Hurricanes. It's a bit of a gut feel once again. um, But... Fox had 10 points in seven games in the first round. And to me, everything goes through him in the offensive zone. Power play five on five doesn't matter. His mobility makes a huge difference for that team. And it's not that dissimilar from Kale McCarr in Colorado. Kind of the same type of player. So I've got Fox. Um, I'm sure McDavid's going to factor, but I had Calgary beating them. So I got my eyes on Lindholm, Hedman, Tarasenko. But give me Adam Fox as MVP of the second round. I like all of those picks there for me. You mentioned him. I'm going with Kale McCarr. I mean, this guy was absolutely outstanding in round one, but it almost didn't get a lot of love because the Avs just steamrolled the Predators. I mean, he's got 10 points in four games as a D-man. That's just absolutely insane. He's a big reason why Colorado's power play was north of 40% in round one as well. And I think with this series obviously being a lot tighter for the, for the Avalanche than the Nashville series was, I think there's going to be more attention paid to a guy like Kale McCarr and the difference he makes will stand out even more for the Colorado Avalanche. I, you know, Connor McDavid will obviously be in the talk if the Oilers manage to beat the Calgary Flames, 
On the other side of that matchup, I a sneaky pick. I wonder if we're in for a big Matthew Kachuk series. He seems to really relish mm-hmm. these rivalry games. He's been a thorn in the Oilers side in the head-to-head matchups. And he was quiet in round one. Just one goal and it came in game seven. He had a fantastic regular season. You know a guy like Kachuk with that competitiveness. His kind of slow start to the playoffs is not going to sit well with him. I expect Matt Kachuk to be an absolute difference maker for the Calgary Flames, Mike. I think that could happen. And I think that, like you said, the intensity will play into it. I thought Edmonton had a lot of jam. They, you know, they're hitting, they're playing aggressive, they're playing more direct than I've seen out of them previously. For me, if Calgary wins that series, I think it's got to be Elias Lindholm because that means he's going to have to shut down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the matchup and produce points to be able to do so. He's always been unheralded, I believe, for that team. All eyes have been on Goudreau. Lindholm's been a big part of that top line. 40-goal scorer this season as well. We'll have more on the Battle of Alberta on tomorrow's show with that series getting going from the Saddle Dome on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to move away from the playoff conversation a little bit here. And there was some news yesterday right before our show started in regards to some coaching changes around the league. The big one was Pete DeBoer out in Vegas. I mean, this guy, you look at his record since taking over, 98, 50, and 12. I mean, when you just look at that record, you go... That's probably a guy who deserves to keep his job. He had one year remaining on the deal. But Mike, I look at that situation in Vegas to say their season was drama filled is almost an understatement. Like there was just always something going on, always clips going viral from postgame press conferences, the Leonard thing, all of that. To me, this I, I, I'll put it this way. I wasn't surprised when I saw Pete DeBoer was let go. Yeah, and I think Pete was. I think Pete DeBoer was the fall guy. Like I think there was just dysfunction across the board in Vegas from the top on down. I mean, from the way players were handled to uh, going, you know, the way press conferences were just everything. It felt like from the beginning of the season, even with the Eichel trade and everything that followed with it, uh, managing the cap. It, it was a tough year in Vegas, and I think. You know, for DeBoer, it comes down to the communication factor. You know, we saw him call Robin Leonard completely healthy when Leonard needs two surgeries now. Okay. Like that was a huge disconnect. And you see Pete DeBoer start Robin Leonard in one of the most important games of the year uh, late in the season and pulls him after one goal after the first period. It almost made me think, who really started Leonard in that game? Did Pete DeBoer really want to start Leonard or was it, did it come the call come from above? Like you wonder about these dynamics when you've seen it before in a locker room. And to me, DeBoer pulling Leonard after the first period was saying, well, it's either me or him. Well, mm-hmm. it's Pete. Okay. And I mean, you know, Leonard's still under contract in there uh, and still in Vegas, but I think that was it really. To me, that was the turning point where in relief for management, they said, well, if if maybe he's not willing to go along with what we need here, it's time to change. And you wonder about the communication factor. And now there's candidates. There's plenty of people that want that job. Tyler, Rick Tockett, I'm sure. You think about Tortorella. I can guarantee you one thing. It will not be a soft coach. It will not be a player's coach going into Vegas. No, and uh, Vegas always seems to like the shiny new toy when you look at the big name acquisitions they get, even the fact that they're only five years into existence and they're about to be on their third head coach. Uh, Quickly, the other piece of news we got, Lane Lambert. He's getting a shot to be a bench boss finally uh, with the New York Islanders, as you can see, kind of followed Barry Trotz around for the last decade. Plus, he was an associate coach with the Islanders for the last four seasons. For me, I look at this, you know, Lou said they needed a different voice. They needed a change. Just getting bringing up a guy who's a Barry Trotz disciple, I guess, for lack of a better term. That's weird to me. If you actually wanted a new voice, I feel like you should have gone with an outside hire. But Lambert's certainly a guy who's paid his dues. 
Yeah, it, to me, it's the same feeling. It's weird. Uh, but Lambert's been on the radar for head coaching jobs now for the better part of what seems like a decade. I had him as an assistant coach in Milwaukee under Claude Noel previously, and he's really well respected. He communicates well. And in my eyes, that's probably something that Lou Lamorello was looking for, maybe to bridge that gap between the players a little better. But it was a little odd to see him pr- promote from within. Yeah. Uh, let's get back into the playoff talk here and welcome in our friend Peter Baugh for another edition of the All 32. Welcome into another edition of the All 32. Excited to once again be joined by Peter Baugh from The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at Peter underscore Baugh. And Peter, it's been a while since you've had a game day to cover. Eight days off for the Colorado Avalanche. And I'll make the joke that everyone's made a hundred times. That opening series against Nashville really was a waste of eight days for the Preds. I'll ask you the uh, sort of basic question here. All this time off for the Avs, you expecting them to come out rested or maybe a little rusty tonight? Yeah, well, and it actually only ended up being a waste of seven days, I think. I think technically it was. Yeah, so even better. Um, But I think it'll be interesting to see. That's That's the question. I think it certainly will help in terms of rest. I think that they had some guys who even if they weren't, injured like you get banged up in the playoffs and you're everyone's playing through something so eight days off definitely helps with all of that I think the rust factor there definitely could be some I think at this point probably St. Louis would be dealing with it too because they haven't played for I think it's four or five days themselves so I think that maybe there's the first few shifts maybe there's some lack of chemistry or things like that but I think my guess is it'll come back pretty quickly Peter, when I look at the avalanche, there's so much star power. And I think instantly you can draw yourself to thinking of the top line where you've got McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, and the depth and thinking about how well Kadri's played this year and and even depth pieces, Burakovsky, Adlekinen. But to me, the driving factor of the avalanche really comes from the back end. And it all goes through Kale McCarr. But there's more than that. There's more depth there uh, than I think people realize sometime. What is it about Taves and McCarr and Gerard that makes them so special in being able to get the pucks not only to the forwards, but be able to drive the net and score themselves and drive offense for the avalanche? Yeah, it's it's pretty special. I think Devon Taves, Joe Sackick training for him was a uh, – I mean, if you look at the D, the D court, there's like – two trades that have led to half of the players. The Matt Duchesne trade led to Bowen Byram and Samuel Gerrard, and the he traded two second-round picks for Devon Taves. I think when you look at all these guys, they all can really skate. They're all comfortable with the puck on their stick. And, um, yeah, and especially like Taves and McCarr, they're just so electric offensively, especially McCarr. But Taves really is a steadying presence for this, this Avalanche team, both in his offensive ability, but also he's just really steady defensively. Um, the Avs had, I don't know the, their exact record off the top of my head, but I believe they were five, 10 and one when Taves wasn't in the lineup and had a very, very good record when he was in the lineup. So he's, he's certainly important. McCarr, just his skating ability and ability to pass it, He can do a lot of things very well. So, and then I think, yeah, you look at these depth pieces and you have Gerard, who's a really good skater and Manson, who's more of a bigger guy makes more simple plays, but opens up space for Gerard. That was kind of the intention the Avalanche had when they traded for him at the deadline. And then Eric Johnson and Bowen Byram, who had both had really productive series against Nashville. 
Looking at the forward group once again, uh, we talked a little bit earlier in the show. Mike McKenna is actually the only one of our eight writers to pick the Blues to win this series. And I think a lot of people are expecting it to definitely be closer than the Colorado Nashville <laughs> series. You know, a lot of attention when they swept was paid to the numbers that guys like McKinnon put up. And Kale McCarr, 10 points in four games, outstanding. But when a series gets tight, especially in the playoffs, I, I always think that there's got to be some depth pieces that find a way to come through. Outside of the big guns for the Avs, who are some players you're looking at as, as maybe, you know, some players that the Avs need a little bit more from now that it'll be a bit of a tighter series? Yeah, well, and I mean, on the topic of Mike picking the Blues, I think that like, I think this is going to be a really good series. Like it's not a, to me, too. this is not, this is not a like, this is a very different situation from last year. Um, as for depth pieces on Colorado, I think you look at a guy like Lackanen, who they brought in at the deadline, who has, has scored big goals in the past. I mean, he sent Montreal to a Stanley Cup last year, so he knows how to play in big moments. And even if he's not scoring, he's so valuable defensively and as a four checker that it, he's, he will make an impact in every game he plays in. I think the fourth line um, – had a really, really quietly good series against Nashville. They weren't putting up scoring numbers, um, but they were keeping the puck in the offensive zone. They weren't playing in their own end. And I think when you look at your fourth line, that's kind of what you need from them. If they can add a goal or two, great. But if they're just keeping the puck in the offensive zone and not giving up chances, that's huge. Um, I think Burakovsky, if he gets going, he had three points in game four, but he's shown in the past how good a player he can be in big moments. He scored two game seven goals for uh, Washington against Tampa in the Western or in the Eastern Conference finals a few years ago when Washington won the cup. So they've got guys up and down their lineup. And I think it's, it's really, I, I thought the decision by Bednar to split up Landeskog from the top line and put Nachushkin with the top group has paid a lot of dividends because Nachushkin can skate well enough to keep up with the top group. And his offensive game has progressed enough to where he can both facilitate and score at a high enough level to make sense there. And that gives you a pretty elite second line of Landeskog, Kadri, Lekkanen. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out, Peter. As always, man, we appreciate your time. This has been another edition of the All 32 delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Promo codes at the bottom of the screen, DFODD, DFODDUS, 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. Peter, you enjoy round two and you enjoy hopefully more than four games this time. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, big shout out to Peter Ball once again for joining us from The Athletic. Uh, Daily Faceoff inbox time, Mike. Hashtag AskDFO. You can send them in on Twitter whenever you want. We had a total of five Game 7s in Round 1. The question is, how many are we getting in Round 2? I got two. I think we're going to see New York Rangers and Carolina Hurricanes go to seven games. And I think that we're going to see St. Louis over Colorado in seven. So um, I thought I'd written down, I took that six earlier, but it's in seven. That's my plan. Uh, Calgary over Edmonton. I got five Tampa Bay over Florida in six. That's my plan. Tyler, you tell me I'm crazy. Are you on board with this? We are the reverse. My two game seven picks. I talked about it yesterday on the show from a betting perspective. I got Calgary Edmonton going the distance. I got Florida Tampa going the distance of these four matchups. Florida, Tampa, Calgary, Edmonton, they were the only two where the season series was perfectly split down the middle in four games. So I think those two could go the distance. I mean, Mike, wouldn't it be just an absolute treat if we're sitting here like 12, 13 days from now and we got four game sevens coming up? 
Oh man. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Like you think about the, not just the players, but I mean, the fans, the broadcasters, everybody involved in it. Like that's, that's the ultimate dude. Like playing game sevens was the most fun. And it's also kind of like final man. Like you realize, okay, we're either moving on or we're going home. This is it. Um, I think fans see it a little bit differently. They, they, boy, they take it to heart. And so do the players as well, but that would be amazing. Uh, We got a couple extra minutes here. So I'll put you on the spot. Do you have a top game seven memory from your career? Yeah, I played in game seven of the Calder Cup finals in 2018. I'm actually looking at the jersey right now in my collection. Um, I was with the Texas Stars and we played against the Toronto Marlies. And I don't think we really had any business going to seven games against them, but we just kept winning. Yeah, and you know, we had players like uh, Rope Hints, who was phenomenal for us down the stretch, and, and Dennis Garyanov as well. And uh, even Jason Dickinson, who played with the Vancouver Canucks this year, was a huge part of our team. Shorthanded goals, power play goals, Justin Dowling. Um, and, and that team in, in Toronto was stacked, man. Big time money. Like they had like, probably twice the budget, you know, but also had some strong prospects. Dermot was there. Um, Sandine, Rosen, like pretty good lineup. Trevor Moore, who's done well in LA. Yeah. Um, they've gone on to bigger, better things. And we lost. But I tell you what, just being in that atmosphere with a full building late June, it's pretty awesome, man. Something I'll never forget. Even like I say, even in a losing effort, I was proud to be part of it. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, as much as I'm sure everyone would love to hear one of my beer league game seven stories, I will save them. Uh, instead, we will transition <laughs> into our daily bet segment, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. A couple of plays tonight. Yesterday, I talked about betting on a few series. Today, I want to dig into some player props for the entire series. Let's jump into things courtesy of Points Bet Canada. And I'm starting with this Colorado St. Louis matchup where there's a couple players who I think are just priced a little bit off. Nathan McKinnon, if you can get him at over three and a half goals, the payout should be around plus 120. This guy had five goals in four games in round one. He's got 33 goals in 54 career playoff games. I think he is a lock to score four goals. He's usually on the ice late in games, which means there's the chance to chintz off an empty netter as well. He plays on that red hot avalanche power play. McKinnon over three and a half goals with that juicy plus 120 payout. I love it. I also like Kale McCarr. His line is set at six on most sports books. He got 10 in four games in the first round. It's paying minus 118. That's solid enough for me. McKinnon over three and a half goals in the series and McCarr over six points in the series are my two series long plays for Colorado St. Louis. And uh, let's look into tonight specifically. I was up about 2.1 units in round one on game to game betting tonight. I like starting things off with a Carter for Haggy assist. I nailed it. In their last game of the series, he has been red hot. We threw him up earlier in mean, six assists and six playoff games. He's second in league scoring so far in the postseason, and they're not really adjusting the line. Plus 165 is a great price here. So I'm all over this one. And I'm also taking the avalanche to start the series on a high note. Colorado to win in regulation at minus 140. Payouts maybe not as great as I would have liked, but I still think this is a pretty solid spot for the Avs. They got Kemper back. They're on home ice, and I know they could be rusty but I seem to think that they will be rested for the start of this series against St. Louis and they will get out to a one nothing series win. And uh, that's all I got for tonight. Mike, you're also going to be having your points bet McKenna magic picks, which you nailed your last one on Friday or Saturday as well. So you're, you're red hot. I'd say I was proud of that, man. I had Jamie Ben with a point scored the first goal of the game. And then I had the Rangers winning. So two for two uh, starting to get my feet wet here. And yeah, I'll have some picks out later today. All right, let's wrap it up with a little garbage time. Mike, what do you got? 
Well, it drives me crazy, especially in playoffs, is the constant back and forth between media and coaches regarding injuries. Hey, is this guy ready tonight? We'll tell you a game time decision. How's his leg doing? Lower body injury. Like it's just this, all this clandestine stuff, Dokin and cloak and dagger, like not, a, not wanting to say anything about the players. Like I just think it would simplify the entire process if every team in the morning had to file an injury report by like 11 a.m. that here's the deal. All right. This guy is out. This guy's in. This guy's a game time decision. I don't even care if they list what the injury is, even though I think that would be beneficial. I just we just need to know. And I understand teams will probably just chuck everybody in the game time decision thing, but I'm kind of just tired of hearing the question repeatedly asked because you like as a reporter, like they have to ask these questions. The media has to ask who's in, but the coaches aren't going to give it away. Let's just simplify this and make it easier on everybody. Yeah, I like that. You know, maybe coaches press conferences just start with like a mandatory. All right. Piece of paper. If you're John Cooper, you go point lower body game time. Like. Bang. And we don't need to waste the time in the press conferences going, ah, is he playing? What's wrong? Is it a knee? Is it an ankle? Yeah. What's going on? You're right. The game just read feels between the silly. lines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. That's something that drives me nuts. Even going back to the regular season, when you're trying to figure out if guys are in the lineup or not, uh, that's going to do it for another edition of the daily face-off show. Frank Saravalli will be back in the big chair tomorrow, live from Calgary as he's up North covering the battle of Alberta until then keep it locked on daily face-off and enjoy night one of round two. Thanks for watching the Daily Face-Off Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.